Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back. Uh, we've had mostly football talk up to this point. Time to talk some wild hockey. Joining us right now, the president of the team, Matt Maka. Matt, we appreciate your joining us. How's it feel to finally have your team back in town? Yeah, it's been a long fall with all those road games, but I guess the good news is that we made it through pretty well. Obviously a tough start to our season, very tough, and then we recovered really nicely and have played great hockey since November 1st or so, and we're in the mix, and now we got all these home games, so it worked out. Yeah, you got Calgary uh, tonight, and then uh, you, your next game, then you go to Calgary. you got back-to-back, right? Yeah, it's a strange week, actually. We get Calgary tonight at 6 o'clock, uh, and then uh, we have four days off. We play in Calgary on Thursday, and then we're back home next Sunday. So kind of a quiet week amidst a really busy holiday season up till now. Sounds good. Sid's got a question. Sidney? Yes. Yeah, talk about that outdoor hockey game they're going to have at the Target Center. How many people you can feed? And uh, Hope it's a Target some, Field. Some details <laughs> about that. Yes, thanks, Sid. Yes, exactly. It will be a Target Field. And uh, I want to start by thanking Dave St. Peter, the Pole Lads, and the Twins, because they have been outstanding partners to us for actually a couple of years now as we've tried to chase this down together. But we will play that game on January 1st of 2021, about a year from now. And uh, the opponent hasn't yet been determined. We'll be able to seat about 40,000 people, although the final number is still kind of in play because the league has to figure out exactly how the, the rink is going to situate on the field, and we may have more or less seating on the field potentially. Uh, with all that. So it'll be around 40,000 and uh, you can, you can register your interest in, in tickets by going to wild.com. There's a landing page there. You can kind of sign up. Tickets won't actually go on sale for about, well, it'll be some time now because we've got to get that manifest done at target field. The league has to do that. And then we'll sell tickets sometime into later February, maybe even March, but uh, wild season ticket holders and twin season season ticket holders will have a hierarchy and sort of first crack at things. And then we'll go from there. Matt, I'm assuming that you'll have enough input in the game that should the Gophers wind up back in another New Year's uh, Day bowl game, you'll be able to coordinate. People could go to your game and, and watch that game. Either Well, they couldn't be there, but they could certainly watch that on TV. Yeah, well, that would be a bad outcome if we were right up against each other. But the way the Gophers are going, hopefully they'll be playing in a later bowl game or something like that. We'll see what happens. Who knows? You got your goalie back, but, uh, you know, you did pretty well without Dubnik. Yeah, you know, in fact, you know, and we, we you know, uh, Devin dealt with his wife's situation. It's been a tough and challenging time for them, but they're coming through it, and Devin is back playing well for us. And honestly, you know, we, we had quite a string of injuries there with Miko Koivu out, Jared Spurgeon, Jason Zucker is still out. We were missing Doobie for a while there, and we played through it. And I really got to give uh, the coaching staff and Bill Guerin and, and the players all the credit in the world because they have fought hard through all those road games, uh, quite a string of injuries, and we're right there. We're just a couple points out of the playoffs right now, and a lot of home games coming, and we've played quite well at home. So uh, I give I give the team a ton of credit. Matt, it's been a long time you've had your uh, your farm team in Iowa. But, boy, you talk about a handy location. Yeah. And the, t- the time that you've been able to reach out to them and how quickly you can get guys up here and how you've gotten them into games so quickly, It's it's been fun to watch this year. 
Yeah, and that's been part of the success, actually. It, I, you know, not necessarily the proximity, but, but that does help. It's, it's really easy to move players back and forth, and we've had to do that a fair bit. But, uh, yeah, the Iowa, the, the location is great, not just from a movement standpoint, but even, I'd say, regional marketing. It, you know, Iowa fans are really interested in the Wild and vice versa. In fact, we've had a lot of interest in the Winter Classic game from our fans down in Iowa, so that's really great, too. And, and I just want to say one more thing about the Iowa Wild. They won six of seven again. They're in second place in their division. They played through injuries as well. And uh, just doing an outstanding job down there, and the market has responded. We've got a coach down there named Tim Army who has done an outstanding job over the last two years, getting into the playoffs for the first time last year, and looks like he's well on his way again this year. What can you do to make your team more consistent? Yeah, well, exactly. He said, boy, if I had the answer to that, uh, I'd, I'd rich but uh but hey you know we started out really badly and honestly we've been fairly consistent since november 1st uh had a tough a tough couple of home games there right after christmas but played really well yesterday in beating winnipeg in overtime and big game again tonight but you're right that that is the answer is finding consistency and not the highs and lows but honestly since november 1st we've we've been one of the better teams in hockey and and we played hard consistently and we played quite well since, since november 1st Matt, you've got a very interesting player currently playing in Russia. What is the most recent information on when he might be likely to be able to join your team? Well, uh, so, you know, Kirill Kaprasov is the young man you're, you're talking of, a 22-year-old Russian who led the KHL in scoring last year as among the top few and scoring again this year. He's a dynamic player. Some would say that it looks like he's the type of player that the Wild has maybe never had, a pure goal scorer who can light it up be dynamic and he wants to come here he's made that very clear bill garen was over visiting with him in early december and uh Kirill made his, uh, his intentions clear uh Kirill is under contract until april 30th uh if we can get in the playoffs and go deeper i guess there'd be a chance we could see him this year otherwise Ooh. we have every expectation that he'll be with us uh come next fall and either way we look forward to it he's gonna he's gonna change our our, our team uh, i think he's gonna make an impact quite quickly i think well, that was the first I heard he might be available this year. That's That'd be interesting to keep an eye on. Sid, question? Uh, how's your attendance? I know I see you're advertising in the paper uh, for different yeah. package yep. deals. Are yep. you not selling out? Anymore? We are not. We are not. Uh, just full full disclosure, there are empty seats at, at XL Energy Center for the first time in Six years. Uh, there's not a lot of them. Uh, there's there's f- maybe 500 on given nights. We have sold out some games this year, but but we yeah we're we're at a different spot. We uh, I think it was disappointing the way last season ended, and I have to say we played unusually bad at home most of last year, especially in the last half of last year. So fans were disappointed. They registered that with us, and we lost some season ticket holders over the summer. But we're, you know, we have to earn it back, like every other team, and we know that. We we understand that, and and that's what we're doing. And I I would say again, this team right now that that we're watching is a hardworking team with some proud veterans that still contribute, and some rising young players who play really hard. And and they're a lot of fun to watch. We've been. We've won so many games this year after being down. We've been very resilient, very hard work ethic. And I, this is one of the more, more in, in interesting and fun teams uh, that I've watched as a Wild employee for years and years. I, I'm quite proud of them, and I believe we'll earn the fans back, but we know we have to do that. Hey, Mr. McCaw, pleasure having you on the air. And for bringing you on the air, we'll get you a certificate 
their best shake house in town, Merge. Thank you, and good Thank luck you. to the Thank you, Wild. I really appreciate that. Thanks, Sid and Dave. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, and have a great uh, New Year. Yeah, Mike, I always enjoy having you uh, when you can give us an update on the Wild, and uh, appreciate it. Uh, especially uh, Happy New Year, too. Thank you. Bye now. All right, that's Matt Mako. We'll be back with Richard Patino right after this. You're listening to Sports Auto with Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back. Richard Patino is standing by to talk to us, Sid, but first, Starkey. Well, people uh, who have hearing problems have a solution. The company's name is Starkey, and they're in, they're in not too far from downtown. And you can go out there and solve your hearing problem. Bill Austin, who runs the company, will get you straightened up. I'll guarantee you, once you go out there and get their test, your hearing will be better, better and better. Go out to Starkey and everything will be okay. Okay, and uh, you're going to need amplification when you hear that gopher crowd tonight. We're talking to Richard Patino, and paper this morning he talks about the impact that uh, a crowd can make on a home game. Well, tonight's a good example. 6.30 tonight, gopher basketball team plays Northwestern. Richard, my first question is, are your guys, have they caught their breath yet? That was that, that, over, that second overtime. I don't know if I've ever seen guys who have given it all who just were totally beat. Yeah, you know, it's um, hopefully we can bounce back mentally. Uh, I really, really dialed it down uh, physically over the last two days. We didn't do much, obviously, the next day. And then we went pretty light yesterday as well, just because that was um, probably about as emotional of a game uh, mentally and physically as I've been a part of. Proud of our guys. I mean, they fought their butts off, had so many great opportunities uh, in a place where, you know, Purdue doesn't lose a lot of games in that building. Uh, so unfortunate that we didn't get the win, but like I told him after the game, you know, you, you give this effort, you give this fight, uh, people are going to be pulling for you. I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and just told me, you know, how much they like watching this team. It's been a fun group to coach, and, and I think we're getting better. This team must drive you crazy, like the Purdue game. You never know what they're going to do. They're up and down. Is that true? Or false. Our team is up and down, Dave. Or I think that's uh, what Sid was uh, saying. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I think we're playing consistently pretty well over the last month. I, I don't really think we've been all that up and down. I mean, I think that we played the top five strength schedule in the country. Uh, we have not played a lot of games in Williams Arena. Of our six losses, five have been away from home, um, and we've been really, really close. You know, so I mean, besides the Iowa game. We've been really right there. So this is a group that, uh, you know, I've said it before, but they're a fun group to cheer for. Uh, they're great kids. They're about all the right things. They're doing unbelievably well uh, on the court, in the classroom. I mean, we got one of the best GPAs in school history. Um, they stay out of trouble. They're doing things the right way. So uh, I can't complain about anything. I mean, hopefully we could string together a couple more wins. Obviously, three or four has been good, um, and we got to get tonight because it's so important to hold serve at home. Richard, I, I couldn't help but think watching that Purdue game that if you would have been at full strength and, and not had to leave Carr out there for so long, what's Willis's situation? Is is he close to being back? Yeah, you know, I, it's funny people don't mention that, but we were down a starter, yeah. um, and we're and we're able to win three or four without him um, versus some really good teams. He'll be back tonight. Uh, you know, it, we need we needed him badly, and 
you know, Marcus was clearly uh, exhausted, and and then, you know, Peyton would have really, really helped that game. So it'll be, uh, you know, good for us to get him back. You know, he'll be rusty. He'll be a little bit out of shape. Um, but, you know, his, his ball handling ability, his ability to shoot the ball will be huge for us because, you know, we're a young team with a lot of new faces, and when you lose a junior, you become significantly younger. But the center years, could he turn pro? I mean, you think you, you might lose him? He's outstanding. Uh, Daniel Oturo is having an unbelievably productive year, and he continues to get better and better. And, and it's um, he's a great kid. You know, he, he, he loves the state of Minnesota. He loves playing in front of his family and friends. Uh, he's been a joy to coach. So, you know, for me, the bottom line is this. If he continues to improve and we evaluate this thing and we continue to communicate and he's got a chance to be, you know, a locked first rounder, you know, he's got to give that a serious look. Um, you know, so we've talked about it. And, and I just told him, like, listen, just stick to the plan. Um, continue to work. Continue to get better. Continue to be coachable like you are. And then we'll have conversations about it at the end of the year. And if you are put in that position, uh, that's great for you. And we, we wouldn't be more proud of you. Richard, let's let's talk about the next level and how it impacts a kid like Daniel. Uh, anybody who watches the NBA, NBA, there's an absolute premium paid now for six, ten, seven-foot guys who can go out and consistently hit the three. Does a player like that come to, come to his college coach, you in this case, and say, I want to pick up my game, I, I want to be able to shoot the three knowing what's ahead? Or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good question um, because every one of these guys comes to us with dreams of playing in the NBA. And we had an insane drought of players that played in Minnesota that had not gone to the NBA. Our last NBA player was Chris Humphreys. Well, now we've got Amir in the NBA who just played, uh, you know, scored five points two nights ago, I think. Um, you know, with a guy like Daniel, yeah, he wants to be able to showcase his ability to play, you know, at the next level. And, you know, you look at Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not saying, you know, that Dan is him, but there, you know, he needs to be able to show that he could step out, shoot the three, um, you know, and, and you evolve. It's like Amir Coffee. When we brought Amir here, he evolved into a uh, point guard. You know, he wasn't there just yet, but, you know, that's why you go to college to get better. Our guys are getting better. And, um, you know, if, if Daniel does go to the NBA at some point, um, that'll help everybody. It'll be great for our program and great for him. Uh, Mike Max is in New Orleans where the crowd noise is tremendous. Mike, but I want to give you a chance to jump in if you've got a question for Coach Patino. I just, you know, I watched that Marcus Carr, and, and Richard, I know you weren't there when Bobby Jackson played here, but I'd like to get David Sinspoon on too, because I see a lot of Bobby Jackson in him. He is a gamer, and he just won't quit. And, and did you see that last year? And, and what do you see as his ceiling right now? It's what he is. He's a he's a winner. He's tough. Uh, he can still get better. I mean, even even at, in those overtimes, obviously he had a couple of crucial turnovers, but, you know, a little bit tighter with the dribble. You know, he had that carry as well. Um, but he just has unbelievable will, and he has command of huddles. I think one of the reasons why our guys are competing so hard and playing so hard is he is he's the leader of that group, and they follow him, and they understand that, you know, he, he's not going to back down to anybody. So, He's only a sophomore, which is also extremely exciting. How good is Northwestern? Could you hear that, uh, Richard? How good is Northwestern? I'm sorry? Uh, Sid wanted to know how good Northwestern is. Northwestern is a talented team, a very young team. Um, they've had a week off. They've beaten Providence College, who's a good team. They've beaten 
at Boston College, who's a good team. They played Michigan State to the wire, only lost by five. They had DePaul beat at DePaul. Uh, so we got to be ready to bring it, you know. And, and as always, you know, making the tournament two of the last three years, you have to win at home. And so it's important for us. One that we talked about a year ago, football has changed its ruling. Everybody now understands their redshirt rule. Four games uh, you can play, and after that uh, you, you lose your redshirt. Basketball at the time had not done anything along those lines. Is there any progress in that direction so people can more clearly understand what you're looking at to redshirt somebody? That's a good question. Um, you know, it's obviously uh, you can't redshirt guys if they play. You know, injuries are different. Um, but I think that's a good rule that football did. And I think that'd be beneficial for uh, a lot of guys. Uh, so I'm not sure, you know, how they're moving towards that direction as it changes basketball, but I think it's a really good football rule. Yeah, I think football coaches across the board have said, thank heavens, that's probably the best rule change in years. Sydney, question? What about the Big Ten? You don't seem that there's one team that really dominates. Michigan State, he has some trouble. Now, all of a sudden, Penn State is playing pretty good basketball. But there's no one team really just taking charge. I'm sorry, Dave. What did he say? Uh, he, he just said that it's hard to see a sense of direction in the in the Big Ten. There's not one dominant Michigan State sitting out there on top of everybody. For a minute, it looked like it might be Ohio State. Now even Penn State is doing well. How do you see the league uh, kind of uh, playing its way out? Well, it's going to be a war every night. You know, I mean, it's um, there's so many teams ranked in that top 50 in the net, um, which is going to be, you know, obvious. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're fine. You're loud and clear. Uh, oh, all right. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's so much balance. You know, we've got 14 teams. I mean, there's justifiably 12 teams that can make the NCAA tournament right now. You know, and obviously it evens out. Uh, I think when, you know, we played Ohio State, obviously they were really, really hot. Um, you know, it's just a matter of over the next two, three months, it kind of sorted itself out. But there's always great coaches. There's always great players. The good part about it is we've challenged ourselves in the non-conference, and that's everybody. Um, you know, I think we're top four or five strength schedule in the country. I know Wisconsin played a really tough schedule. Purdue played a tough schedule. So uh, that's important. You know, the strength of your opponents is important in today's world. So, um, you know, for us, sitting at seven and six, Although it's disappointing, like we're still very, very much in the hunt. Um, you know, we just got to find a way to get these home games and see if we can steal some on the road. Sid has a final question, but before you ask it, I want to remind our listeners, this is a fun go for a basketball team to watch. They play at home tonight at 6.30 against Northwestern. Tickets are still available. You could get over there, decent parking right across the street, have a chance to see a good Big Ten game. Sid? How about you, still recruiting? Still recruiting oh, still- was his question? You're always still recruiting, you know. I mean, it's um, the good thing about our team is we, we've got a very, very young team with a lot of really good pieces back. We added Martise Mitchell out of Chicago, a top 100 player. We added um, Jamal Mashburn Jr., another top 75 player in the country. Um, and then we'll see what, what, what happens in the spring. You know, we've still got uh, some irons in the fire with some guys there. You know, I mean, it's with the landscape of college basketball and all college athletics, like you've got to be ready whether it's a transfer, whether it's a fifth-year senior. Um, you know, it's just the transfer portal, portal has changed a lot. 
um, and, and on all rosters. So you always got to be ready and flexible and see what your needs are. And you can't talk about uh, individual high school players, but it was really something last night to get 17,000 people in the Target Center to see a high school basketball game. But uh, we had a text message that said, maybe Coach Patino should recruit uh, LeBron James and uh, and Wade's uh, kids. Um, I'm sure that never occurred to you. So um, <laughs> just, you know, the, the names out there are just amazing. It's so much fun to watch, fun to get to see him here in Minnesota. Sid, final question for the coach? Okay. Uh how tough is your schedule? How tough is our schedule? Our, our schedule is tough. Oops, 25 years. Um, it's right now, I think it was ranked three or four when I last checked it. Um, you know, Northwestern's numbers are not probably as good, but there'll be a challenge, so it may dip a little bit. But then, you know, you look at the schedule moving forward. Like I said, I mean, we've got a bunch of quad one, quad two win opportunities. So, now, I'd be surprised if we don't finish with a top-five strength schedule in the country. Uh, we challenge these guys. Uh, you know, and, and I thought Amir would be back. I thought Curry would be healthy. It's a little bit different-looking team than what, what I thought, but it's still a really good team, and I think we could do something special if we continue to play as hard as we did versus Purdue. Mr. Pacino, always a pleasure. Have you on? Good luck against Northwestern tonight. And for bringing on the show, we'll get your uh, certificate for Murray. The best sake in town. Thank you. All right, thank you. Yeah, especially appreciate doing this on game day. Good luck tonight. All right, that's Richard Patino. We are uh, going to be back. We'll talk some Viking talk the rest of the way, maybe a little Twins talk as well mixed in. Stick around. It should be final uh, 30 minutes. should be a lot of fun. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. We are back. Obviously a big Viking game. Mike's right down there in New Orleans, and he's got a, got a chance to grab Rob Brzezinski, who I think is with him right now. Mike, take it away. Uh, yeah, he is. Rob Brzezinski is with me. The Minnesota Vikings are on the field. Rob, I just commented the Vikings are wearing purple jerseys and purple pants. Uh, uh, the Saints will be in white today. That'll be a little change when people start watching. And I guess uh, what the Saints pick what color they want to wear, and the Vikings can can wear whatever they want uh, as long as it's dark. Yeah, the Saints chose white, so we uh, we were in purple jerseys. And um, the more purple, the better. So it's a good look. You know, this week something strange happened. You'll see very often in the playoffs. You call Marcus Sherrills after a couple of injuries and you bring him back. Take us through that process. What, what are you allowed to do? How does that work uh, in the NFL? Well, I mean, we had some injury issues. Uh, Marcus um, has been a big part of our organization for a long time, a really good person, really good player. Uh, fills a need for us, and we are fortunate that he was available at this time of the year. And, and the roster move is what you have to, as long as somebody comes off, you can sign anybody even in the playoffs? Yeah, yep. So it's still, the roster rules are the same. There are some limitations on the number of people you can sign throughout the postseason, but generally you're still operating under a 53-man roster. You've seen a lot of games here. What, what's your impressions of New Orleans when you come here for a game? It's a great city. they got a great fan base. Um, not as good as ours, but uh, they're up there in the league. Um, be a great game today. Uh, this is what it's all about, playoff football. This is what we work all year for. And it's great people watching anytime you come here, right? Great people watching. Love to take in the, the culture here, and it's uh, pretty unique. Rob, thank you so much. Good luck today. Thanks, my man. Rob Brzezinski from the front office of the Minnesota Vikings giving us a few minutes here. Dave, they're down on the field. And, uh, yeah, Zach Lyme, Nick Easton, uh, Kenny Bridgewater, Latavius Murray, a whole lot of Minnesota Viking names on that New Orleans Saints roster. Yeah, and Cam Jordan uh, sort of with an asterisk. Another. Mike, we're going to use a couple of those tapes here that uh, you and Sid have brought in that uh, relate to the game. So uh, when you want to get in, just let Devin know. But uh, right now we're going to hear from Harrison Smith. 
been down the road before, you know, and you've been in the playoffs, you have teams that don't make the playoffs. Does that make you appreciate a lot every time you just make the playoffs because you know what it's about and how special it is? Um, yes and no. I mean, obviously, it's hard to make the playoffs every year. So when you make them, you have to appreciate it and you have to take advantage of them. Um, but you also don't want to be satisfied with just, you know, we're a playoff team. That's not, that's not the goal. Um, so you have to appreciate appreciate that it happens, but also you want to take advantage of it. Does it help a lot that by chance you've played the Saints a lot over the last few years, with preseason, regular season, playoffs? Um, I don't know if it helps. Well, you know, I'm not really sure. They play us too. So, um, yeah, we've played them a few times. Um, they're always a really good football team, great players, great coaches. So, you know, it's always a good matchup. I was talking to Kendricks about the cat and mouse game and the chess match that goes into it when you play, especially great quarterbacks, and you guys see a lot of them. Is that become a fun part of the week for you, is the study, the, all that stuff that goes into preparation for a game when you're up against the breeze? Yeah, and, um, you know, that's, that's how it is every week, but when you go against Drew Brees, you know, he's, he's got a lot more experience, a lot more success than a lot of other guys you play against. So um, you just have to be aware of that and uh, try to get your job done. You guys are all pretty healthy going in, too, and you had the week off against Chicago, so we didn't see it. Uh, help a lot? I mean, it feels like this team, you look at the roster, just what everybody's playing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's 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 tough to be as healthy as we are at this point in the season. So, yeah. still got to go out there and play physical, play fast, and take advantage of the fact that we do have a bunch of healthy guys. And last, that stadium, what's it like to play in? Um, I've only played one regular season game, like fourteen, and it was it was hyped, you know, during that game. It was early in the year, so I'm sure it'll be even louder. Uh, for a playoff game. Take it times whatever, right? <laughs> I'll bring it yeah, up. it'll be good. It's, oh, as a defender, it's normally like quiet when yeah. you're on the field, so it's a little different. You know, just as important as Harrison Smith is to the defense, Adam Thielen could be to the offense. He's been a missing piece, both through injury and being slow to return. Sid had a chance to catch up with him. Let's get his thoughts. You got to a point. You were upset in that game the other day. You came close to catching a big pass, and you kicked the ball. <laughs> uh, no, I was just trying to stop the ball, but uh, it definitely came off my foot a little bit harder than I thought it was going to. How tough has this been on you? Been uh, not play too much and miss all of the game? Yeah, it's, it's tough, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it, it's it's adversity. It's it's how you respond to things like that. Um, I've tried to have a really good positive attitude, try to learn from it, um, <laughs> not get frustrated, not get negative, things like that. Um, obviously, um, every day is a learning experience, and, and I've learned a lot from this, and I'm going to try to um, use it with me going forward. Green Bay defensively, what do you do to stop you? Well, they they found what um, you know they found some things that that we weren't able to handle, and they just kept doing it over and over until until we could beat it. And uh, um, when you when you have a, a front seven like they have, and you have guys in the back end that that uh, are sound and aren't going to make mistakes, um, you can play some pretty good pretty good football. So um, you know they they credit to them. They played really well on Monday night, and and uh, we didn't execute, and they did. Okay, you you still have your. Good, good. Can you still play good? <laughs> yeah. No, I have a lot of confidence, obviously. Um, uh, I'm a competitor. I want to be out there and I want to make plays. And, um, yeah, it's frustrating when you, you don't, uh, you know, you don't feel like you help the team like you should. But at the end of the day, that's that's just uh, there's going to be ups and downs and it's how you react. Are you okay for the playoffs? 
Oh yeah, this is this is the best I've felt in a long time. So, um, you know, I, I feel honestly I feel better than I did when I first entered the league. So for me, I just have to make sure I stay on top of it and just prepare. And, and uh, when when you have opportunities to make plays, you gotta make them. Think she learned something about stopping you? Um, I have no idea. You know, for me, it, there's so many factors in football. That's why it's the greatest team game. There's so many uh, things that lead into having success. Just like when you have a ton of success, when you have no success, um, it's not just you. So um, for me, I'm just going to focus on what I can do to get better and uh, it's just, uh, you know, let it all play out. How can Cousin come back? Well, that's that's all that he's done that his his whole career, you know, when when, uh, um, you know, people uh, write him off and things like that. That's when he plays his best football. So, um, you know, we, we have a ton of confidence in him and him. The coaches do. And uh, we're excited to get to the playoffs and, and, and show what this offense can really do. He didn't have much of a ch- chance in that game. Yeah, you know, again, you know, there's so many factors that lead to, to having success. You know, at the quarterback position, you have to have uh, receivers that make plays. You have to have a running game. You have to have uh, guys blocking for you, things like that. And and uh, so, <laughs> and so, um, you know, for him, he he uh, um, didn't. You know, we weren't on all cinder, cylinders. And and you know, one question we had in in the uh, offensive meeting room was. Was did anybody feel like they played really well? And and uh, I don't think anybody could say that they played their best game. One last question: What if you played the Saints? How tough will it be? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you get to the postseason, um, every team is really good. Defenses are good, offenses are good, special teams are good. So um, it's going to be a, a, a tough matchup, no matter who we got, and uh, we're going to have to go on the road, obviously. Um, but that's why we play this game. We play it to go and play those tough games. We play it to make the playoffs and, and show, show teams what we got. So, um, you know, obviously that's, that's goal number one is to make it. Now we got to uh, put the work in and, and get prepared. All right, that's Adam Thielen. How nice would it be if Adam Thielen became a big part, a relevant part of the Vikings offense today? You know, that kickoff is at 12.05, so instead of 16 minutes, or now it's 21 minutes from right now. So we'll all be looking forward to that. We've got a couple more Vikings to hear from, but we need to take one more break. Let's do that now. Then we'll come back and we'll get everybody's prediction on today's game, talk to a couple more Vikings, and wrap things up. Uh, a little bit of twin stock in there as well. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, to the strains of Frank Sinatra, we're back for our final segment. Maxie, I know how loud that place gets before a game. I'm going to get your pick on today's game. Then we're going to let you go get your seat in the press box, and I'll tell all of our uh, listeners that they can uh, see your post-game work on uh, Channel 4 here in the Twin Cities. What's your pick for today's game? All right, I'm, I got Rick Spielman sitting in front of me, Andrew Miller, uh, CEO, right next to me. So I'll go Vikings 21-17 with a wink. <laughs> you know who's surrounding you. I'll give, me, I'll give you. Hey, Max, we're going to let you go. Thanks for all your work and getting all those tapes uh, ready. Thanks, guys. You'll be yep. back in the studio here next week. Sydney, your pick for today's game. Uh, it'd be a big upset if the Vikings won. I mean, uh, they got Drees. The Vikings pass defense is just very ordinary. And they got that Mike Thomas, that great white. Wide receiver. Yeah. They got better personnel than the Vikings without a doubt. Home, home field. 
and uh, where they never lose. And the Vikings without two of their key defensive backs. So it's, it's going to be a tough one. You're picking uh, New Orleans. I'm picking New Orleans. Maxie was sitting amongst the Viking leadership. Wisely, he picked the Vikings. Never, nobody ever called Mike Max a fool. Let's listen to a couple more of those Vikings. Uh, Fidi Adenabo, a name you probably didn't know early in the year, had a wonderful second half for the Vikings. Is going to cause them to make some decisions along the defensive side of the ball. Let's listen in. What does playoff football mean to you as you know it in the NFL? Uh, win or go home. I um, dreamt of it being in the playoffs since you were a kid. So just get to play our football, finish our blocks, finish play a little harder now. But at the end of the day, just we don't got to go crazy. We have an experienced locker room. A lot of guys here were here for the Minneapolis Miracle. So we know what it takes to win a playoff game. You know, a lot of talk about Drew Brees, but what about Kamara when you when you focus in on them and you see how many things he does from a defensive lineman standpoint? He's definitely their playmaker. He's definitely their offense. Him with uh, Michael Thomas. So just for us, um, playing our football and um, just being aware where he's at, where he is at all, all time. So we definitely have a game plan for him and just whoever. So so we know that guys like Kamara can make you miss, and guys like Michael Thomas. So so we just got a they're a good team. They're a pretty good team, too. You, your game has evolved, and then you've got a couple of spotlight moments in the last few weeks, and a lot of defensive linemen don't get, you know, finish <laughs> yeah. your career. Yeah. What's that been like for you now? How are you a different player in, uh, in the end of December and January than, you know, say, September? I think I'm just playing with more confidence. Um, so this is my first year really playing this year. Uh-huh. So the first couple weeks, beginning of the year, I was trying to find my niche, and I think I got in the rhythm, got in the flow, and I've just kind of been going with it. Then having guys like Daniel Everson, Shamar, Lindvall, all just all pushing me, so it's been great to have them around. Did they tease you about not getting a touchdown on that uh, one against the Bears? Ah, uh, no, nah, no, nah, they're, they're all pretty stoked. They're like, Fine, man, you could have had two and three weeks. Yeah, two and three two weeks, there's got to be some kind of yeah, record, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, so, so, and I was just telling them, Hey, man, after uh, after I got that first touchdown, it's like a drug. I want, I want more <laughs> of it. More. I want, I'm, I'm gonna have withdrawal like symptoms. Like Daniel with sacks, huh? yeah, exactly, exactly. So, just carry that mindset, play our football, have fun, and and we'll see what we do. Studying Daniel Hunter does what for you when you're around? Uh, Daniel, well, he makes my job easier. Yeah. So when I'm rushing inside, because everyone's accounting for him, you have the running back that chips him, you have the offense tackles, the guards try to help with him. So everyone's so concerned about him. So I think in that way, I've been I've been taking full advantage of it because our coach always says when your um, like defensive line is complimentary, so when one guy is getting teed up or everyone's focused on him, the other guy has to eat or has to do his job and I think I'm taking full advantage of that. And that's what. So I mean, you can play a great game without ever making a tackle. Yeah, exactly. Position, right? Exactly, exactly. So it's just because you know, not everybody knows about the QB hits, the QB pressures, things like that. But as a defensive line, we all know about that. When a quarterback like Drew Brees obviously gets rid of the ball so fast, what can it do up front? Okay, uh, that was a feeding in about. Now, another defensive player who's done really well for the Vikings, somewhat of a surprise to some people, but a lot of people say he's one of the stars of the defense is Anthony Harris. Let's listen into that interview. Anthony, this is about as good as it gets for anybody that can get to play in the playoffs in the NFL. How does it feel to you? Uh, it feels good. Um, you know, it feels good that, um, you know, we did enough in the regular season to get ourselves um, into the playoffs, and um, now it's time to, you know, really focus in, um, really come together as a team, get on top of, you know, our opponent coming up and uh, try to get a win. We all know about Drew Brees. You know, we know his numbers. As a defensive back, though, what do you see when you see him? What, what's it look like football technician-wise? Um, he's a very experienced player. Um, he's been in the league a long time. 
seen a lot of defenses. Um, big arm, you know, he's been in the offense a while, so uh, he's a veteran guy. Um, we're gonna have to really study up, really get to know them as an offense, uh, their individual players, how they want to attack us, and then go play football. You've played a lot of veteran I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Rivers, uh, you know, you've seen your fair share this year. Does, does that help a lot, or is it completely different because every quarterback's a different? Yeah, I mean, every quarterback's different. Um, you know, they obviously have the experience you know, seeing the different looks and being in the systems that they've been in for a while. Um, but at the end of the day, their, their schemes are slightly different. Um, how they want to move the offense down the field is going to be different as well. So it's about just adapting to whoever we're playing that week. Is Kamara a tough matchup because he does so many things for him? Yeah, um, he's a good player, um, has versatility, does some things on the ground, can do some things in the pass game as well. So um, he definitely brings balance. Do you, the the um, temperament or the, the atmosphere of the playoffs, especially at a place like that, do you prepare for that? Do you mentally prepare for that? Do you what? Thing got to make you. You got to make sure exciting. Um, you know the atmosphere, a lot of energy, um, just really good competition. Some really good football about to be played. So, as a competitor, you got to you got to get excited and be ready for that type of opportunity. But this year, your defense has played pretty well overall. You know, obviously Chicago, we didn't get any tests because we didn't see. But overall, confident defense. Yeah, I mean, you got to be confident in yourself. Um, you know, that's how you get to this point. Um, just believing in one another, um, believing in your individual talent and your coaches, and then just going to play football. Um, just reminding yourself at the end of the day, it's still the game we've been doing for a large part of our lives, so just enjoying it and going to play. All right, that was Anthony Harris. Uh, okay, well, we've all made our picks on the Viking game today. Remember, that game kicks off just a little bit later, five minutes later, so about ten minutes from right now. One thing we did not have a chance to talk about was the Twins. We uh, tried to get a Twins guest. We Everybody was tied up this morning. Everybody was busy. Sid, your reaction to what the Twins have or have not done in this offseason? Here's the only thing. Those guys did a pretty good jo- job last year. Let's give them the best of the chance of what they, what they've done. If they think that's enough for right now, maybe it's enough. Fine, time will tell. On the pa- on the paper, it doesn't look good, but let's see what happens. Oh, well, that's a pretty reasonable approach. We're certainly going to learn. There's still more free agents out there. Whether they go out and get a first baseman like a Mitch Moreland, it doesn't sound like Donaldson is going to work out for them. Uh, I want to thank uh, Mike Max today. That That isn't easy, what Mike did. He was down there, one of the loudest places on earth. I've been there for Final Fours and uh, been there for football games. It's a noisy stadium. Mike was able to hang in with us. We appreciate all the guests that he got us. We want to thank the guests that we had today. We had uh, Steve Jordan talking a little about his son Cam, who's going to be a key player Defense along the defensive line for New Orleans today. P.J. Fleck, uh, rightfully uh, proud of what his team accomplished. Mark Coyle talking about the impact it might have on uh, donations uh, to the uh, the program and ticket sales. He pointed out football ticket sales, if people are interested for next year, already are on sale online. Yeah, right now, Richard Patino, Gophers play Northwestern tonight at 10, uh, 6.30 at Williams Arena. Rob Brzezinski, uh, our Vikings capologist, and then uh, other Viking interviews, Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, uh, Fidi Adenabo, and Anthony Harris. I want to thank you for your participation. We'll do it all again next week as you listen to the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.